welcome to Evolve. My name is Joanna, and today I wanted to break down the concept called discernment. First, I just want to acknowledge that there are a lot of terms, spiritual terms, that can be very big and confusing. Um, sometimes different people use them in different ways, but um, I'm just using it because I think there's a lot of narrative about it right now, and it is coming into play with everything that's going on. I don't know how you are feeling, but it can often feel with all the world events, kind of the chaos, the big emotions, um, the shifts happening, that someone just sort of took a snow globe and like shook it, right? It can feel really discombobulated as far as what's up, what's down, um, just a lot of crap floating around and it can get very disorienting, very confusing. Um, and there's a lot of false narratives out there. Um, someone with my background, I'm very sensitive to language choices. Um, language and the wording used with us actually can have a lot of influence. It can shape our perception more than I think we realize. Like we're extraordinarily vulnerable to that. And so when I see certain narratives pop up um, in mainstream media, which by the way, I do not watch, um, but you don't have to watch it to hear it. That's kind of how incredible it is. I don't and have not watched TV. I do not watch the news. Um, I'm extraordinarily limited even on social media for the most part. Um, but like the little exposure that I have, you get inundated. So um, a lot of people feel like that keeps them informed. I am very suspicious of a lot of the information put out. So I don't assume that because it's on a certain platform that it is actually just inherently valid. And this is why discernment is really a topic I wanted to talk about today. Um, so one of the ways to sort of understand it is, I, I, I guess the best way that I can break it down is to listening and recognizing sort of your own energetic response to something. Now this can influence us as far as you know, does something resonate with you? You know, a lot of people talk about heart resonance, which means do you feel like it's a match? Does it give you goosebumps? Does it make you excited? Do you feel, not think, do you feel that it's a positive thing? Do you feel that it is what it appears to be? Do you feel that it is truth? That is, that is discernment. Um, why is this important? Because right now it's a lot of people are waking up, right? There's, as we <laughs> trudge through this chaos, we are becoming more and more aware of things. Sometimes um, themes that we were completely ignorant to, or sometimes depths of themes um, where we start to fall down the dang rabbit holes. A lot of people will um, reference conspiracy theory. Now, here's a really great example of a, a, a narrative, how wording can shape perception. Um, many don't know, you can Google this. I'm not going to go into the history of it because it's not really my, my focus area today. But, you know, the CIA is actually the one that coined the term conspiracy theory. Um, and if you start to look into that, you'll start to notice that it's a way to discredit anything that challenges sort of the main agenda, the main proposed narrative. Um, and when I mean narrative, I mean like storyline, um, description of something, just sort of what is the script around something? Is this a positive thing? Is this a negative thing? Is this a helpful thing? So there's a lot of that going on where people can 
um, especially people in authority, can use words to manipulate, to deceive, to confuse. And it is with that intention. Um, and that is very much going on right now. So what can happen is we, as intuitive beings, when presented with situations, people, information, we will have sort of an energetic, it can feel emotional response to something. Now, there is this tendency that if we don't like something, um, that we can be vulnerable to misidentifying our negative emotional pushback as something being untrue. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean that. That's We can have we can discern something as true and still feel really awful about it. Like this, this is very much the case when there's like tragedy outside of us, right? We can read an event perhaps, understand and believe it to have truly happened and feel really awful about it. So a negative emotion doesn't necessarily mean that something is not true or false. Um, but we are prone to falling into wanting to dismiss things that make us uncomfortable to, as an actual mechanism to avoid uncomfortable things. But discernment is that energetic sort of response where we really get the sense that something is a match or not a match. Um, what's an example? Dating. Okay, here's an example. So discernment, I here's the way I see it. People might have different views, but here's sort of the three general responses that I show up for people. You either have an aversive response, almost an immediate aversive response to something. It can actually be startling because you don't really get why. It might not even seem to match the context or what's happening. But you might have an immediate aversive response. You might have this like very, like this pull. I call it the intuitive nudge, just like this pulling towards something. Again, you might question why or be curious, like, why am I so drawn to doing this? Like, there's a pull. And then there's this sort of middle space where it's just sort of a, a, a neutral response. It, it isn't one or the other. And what I find is that people will have sort of this energetic response, but it can be subtle and it cannot. It, it often might not match the, the immediate environment. So there's a tendency to dismiss it. They kind of go up into their head is what I call it, and they start to qualify it. So... Like for the example of dating, right, which is a big thing for a lot of people right now. Um, many of the people I work with are trying to date via apps um, and um, are feeling limited in that. But so they'll come across like a profile page of someone and they don't really like the picture and they'll start to interact with the person and they're not really feeling it. Um, or they might actually have a negative response. And instead of understanding that that is actually a way to discern that this is not something for you, they go into their head and they start berating themselves, feeling like they're judging people, that they shouldn't be so judgmental. And I am going to say, like, if you have a repelling response to someone, there is a reason why. It might not be manifesting right now. You might not be able to understand why that's the case in the moment because that information has not yet sort of come into your awareness. But I have never seen it be misleading I have never seen it be something that has caused harm to someone. Most harm comes from actually ignoring that sort of aversive repelling force and berating oneself and kind of convincing someone to do something that they don't want to do. And there's a lot of play with this because a lot of people will do that. Most of the time, 
um, it's kind of benign negative responses, which is good. It's a good positive learning experience to understand that if I feel negatively about something, force myself to do it, I'm probably going to have a negative outcome, right? It's sort of in my way, I guess I see it as a way that we sort of externally validate our sense. It kind of gives it credibility, so to speak. There's this tendency to sort of seek external validation um, before we can really truly just fully honor our sense without any evidence for it, just blindly kind of follow it. Um, the other side of the spectrum from sort of that aversive immediate response is that pull. And I see this a lot where people are just very drawn to people or situations or um, art or, you know, any, any sort of experience. And they're really, really like propelled to do it, even if it seems sort of counter to maybe their life situation. So this might be like, I really want to go and explore getting trained in this, but it costs so much money. And it's not relevant to my HR job. And it's like, but they're just like really feeling like they want to get like a different degree or often training in something specialized um, and work with a special um, concern or population or whatever. This is it's obviously not limited to this, but it's just an example. Um, and so same thing, you can go into the head and start to qualify it. Well, how does this relate to my 10 year life plan that I have, you know, every single tree and everything outlined, you know, this, this wasn't built into that. Um, and so we can try to dismiss those things, try to kind of postpone those things, but they kind of loop back for me. Like my joke is it's sort of like marbles. Sometimes I have ideas or these, um, inclinations and they're like marbles that roll around in my head for like years. Um, I was fascinated, did nothing with the fascination with Reiki for years. And then suddenly, um, went through training. Like it was just like things just sort of lined up. Um, I was fascinated for a long time about past life regression and same thing. Suddenly I just felt propelled to do it. Like it, there was just like this moment of activation where I did it. So these things can roll around for quite a while. Um, and we can have an awareness of them, but there, it, it often will align that we start to follow through with it at some point. And then we have this middle ground it's sort of this neutral space. And sometimes what I tell people is like, that might be the time where we don't have enough information to discern. Um, we're not feeling aversive. We're not feeling pulled towards, but we're just kind of like, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to observe. And that's a really great place to just exercise mindfulness and sit with it. That's easier said than done. A lot of times people feel like they're obligated to make choices in the moment before they're ready to do so. Like there's like, well, I got to figure this out. I need to figure out this with this person that I'm communicating, you know, I'm not feeling propelled to see them, but I'm, you know, I've talked to them for a week now and they're probably expecting this. So I should just go ahead and agree to meet with them. And we start to get into a headspace of making ourselves do and make choices that we're not quite ready for because there's some sort of forced timeline on us. And this this is where we get hung up. Um, this is where we can get ourselves into a lot of trouble because when we either ignore what we're being told or we make forced choices or forced timelines of how things are supposed to look more because of external constructs versus our own feeling, we're not practicing discernment. Whew. So sometimes 
I talk so fast that I not only lose my train of thought, but I lose my breath. So I, I think I need to slow down. Um, what, what's the point? Like, what's the point of this? So let me ask you this. Have you ever been out and you came across someone kind of probably randomly and you just felt instantly connected to them, instantly drawn to them? There's just sort of this awareness of some energetic exchange or just some sort of um, resonance, you know, like you just kind of know that you're supposed to meet this person for some reason, that there's something positive come out of this. You don't know what it is. Um, and then I would say there's probably also been experiences where you've been out and for so for some reason... You meet someone who seems really nice and it is like nails on a chalkboard for you. Like you are gritting your teeth, your, your skin's crawling, like every, it could be, you know, to the point that like, you're just wanting to get away from that person. Or maybe you're just really like, ah, um, there's, there's reasons for this. Like that is a form of communication for ourselves. We're taught to often dismiss it. We often reference it as like our gut. Um, but there's a tendency to go into sort of this headspace of judging that. The biggest reason why is it often doesn't make sense. And if we can't make sense of it, if it's not this linear kind of logical thing for a lot of people, it 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 is it can get dismissed, right? Like it just doesn't fit into sort of a nice box. We tend to be very categorical, very um, linear in our thinking. So the brain sort of reacts to those experiences, both whether it's positive or negative, and kind of tends to minimize or dismiss what our sense is. Like, oh, you know, you're just being emotional. Like that was a cool experience, but it's not like that's your soul group. Or, you know, you're just being some judgmental dick. You know, how dare you have such a negative response to someone you don't even know? Like, you're probably just being moody or maybe not. You know, like, again, discernment is really our ability to read our energetic response. Um, there's probably been times that you have felt that someone has maybe um, bailed out on you or a partner has just full out lie to you and you just know like there's just this knowing um even if it's a beautiful story that it makes sense you just know it stinks like it doesn't ring true that's discernment um you just it's just no matter what that person tells you you just have a knowing that they are not being honest with you they're not telling you the truth the truth of just you know that there's no resonance there of truth it, you're discerning that this is not a match um that what they're saying um and what really happened is is not matching um and it's not correlating um with what you're wanting or needing in that moment so that is discernment um or small examples of it the reason that this is super important right now is like this is what i call um your emotional compass too like it's really, really important as we move forward to really attune to your own inner voice, to start to allow for it to be like your compass, to start to allow it to guide you to and away from things. Um, 
even if it doesn't make sense in that moment, even if it sometimes can be stressful and creates, for sure creates sometimes awkward social situations, um, it is imperative in these days that you really start to practice that. Um, it, it is something that is going to guide and protect you. It is not, it is always meant to serve kind of the higher purpose, your higher purpose. I always tell people you can convince yourself of anything in your brain, but you can never distort or manipulate that sense of knowing. You just can't. And actually where people get caught up is when there is like a incongruency, when we have a knowing and we're trying to argue in our head um, and validate or um, create a different spin on things and, and they're not matching. Like it creates a lot of emotional conflict when we do that. And people feel that. And it's a big reason why I see people is they have a sense of something. Um, sometimes it's even hard for them to verbalize that in language, but there's this sense of knowing or this, this sense is the best way to describe it. But then they have this narrative of like, oh, I'm just being paranoid. Oh, I'm just this. Oh, well, that would never happen. You know, it's my past trauma. Maybe, or maybe you just know. Because often that type of um, awareness, sometimes in a later timeline, there's like a reveal, right? Like, so there's no evidence for whatever it is you're sensing. And then it could be a long time later, you hear a story or you come across something or something materializes that validates that hunch, that gut instinct. Um, and you start to realize that you, you knew, um, you knew before there was actual physical evidence presenting in front of you. Um, and likely not following that probably created more stress, um, perhaps even painful experiences to come by ignoring it or not honoring it as your truth than the original hurt or stress had you done so in the first place. Okay, so what should we do with all this? Like what's, what with all this blah, 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 what, what does any of this mean? What, what can you do um, for yourself? I guess the biggest encouragement I have is, you know, really this is the time to go within. What I encourage you to do is to truly start to attune, you know, to your, your, your sense, okay? Not your head, your sense. Um, to try to listen to your gut or wherever you feel that energy. I'm very heart-based, um, so I often will just sort of kind of almost energetically hold space in my core and, and sort of... I don't analyze it with my brain. I just sort of sit with it and allow information to pop up. And that's that's where sometimes um, discernment can emerge. Or sometimes I have an immediate response. And, um, you know, now I used to call it the prickly vibe when I was little. I didn't understand. Um, but there is weird occasions where, I mean, there's like two at least – I remember walking. I was somewhere in public, kind of in a crowded area. Um, I was a kid, and I remember this. This it just felt like being hit with like um, cacti needle. I don't know how I, I called it the prickly vibe. I didn't. I didn't understand what that was about, but now I do. But um, I'd be going along, and I'd just get this really aversive, like just gross 
energetic feeling and I I would unknowingly turn my head um I guess in the direction of where I sensed it and always I would land on someone um and I would have no idea why I had that response but then what would often happen is they would turn their head and they would look at me and I would just get this guttural feeling that they knew I knew is what I always felt like. Um, I think now I think I was able to detect different types of energy and this was not necessarily positive energy. Um, <clears throat> but I had an awareness and was able to sort of unknowingly attune to it since I've been tiny. Um, and also the same for positive, like I'm very drawn to, um, certain energies. Like I can, now I can see people's like light actually around them, almost like sometimes a halo and other things, but very, very drawn. I would get hyper, um, but just like, just really resonate with, um, people who exude a lot of like light, a lot of healing type kind of angel types, but healers. Um, they glow to me now. Like I, they, they just, like they're connected to their intuitive light. Like they really, I can see them. They, they're almost like, it's almost like a light bulb that's on. Um, and actually those same types, I can tell when they have disconnected because they're like turned off, like their lights turned off. So I'll talk more about that later. Um, but so yeah, just attuning to these feelings, attuning to these sensations, these understandings, um, understanding as well that your brain will try to categorize it, rationalize it, minimize it, put it in a box. Um, if you know that most of life belongs on a continuum, you might understand that the brain has its purpose, but in this way it's kind of limited. And so you can hear the chatter, but you might actually be able to pull away from that head talk. And no matter what the brain is sort of squawking about, still learn to follow that sense. So if you're drawn to something, you might lean in. If you're aversive to something, you might lean out. If it's neutral, you might just hold space um, and not force your hand or force a timeline of you having to do anything that recognizing that it just might be that you're waiting to gather or have more information presented to get um, a sense, to be able to discern because the information hasn't hit yet. And so sometimes we you just sort of learn to pause and hold space and let that be okay, that that is productive, that you're waiting for the signal. You know what I mean? You're waiting for the lean left, go this way. Um, instead of the head sort of orchestrating a plan of action and just simply executing it um, and sort of taking over the wheel, so to speak. I'm really feeling like I'm just babbling here. Um, so I really apologize. I hope this makes some sense. The reason that this is really important and why I think it's important that you practice it is that right now there's so much misinformation. There's so much chaos. There's so much um, just stuff floating out there that it's really important for you to learn to just be able to navigate this. And to do it almost like, I don't want to say you tune it out, but to not be impacted by things that you can discern to be untruths and to really be able to sort of hone in on where and how to navigate all that's happening right now. Um, 
being able to be attuned to yourself and to what you feel is the best next choice, like feel, not think, big difference, but really follow that emotional compass, you are going to, to hit probably the highest timeline um, that you can. You're going to feel like shit might be falling and exploding all around you and you're kind of walking this, this path like you're in this invisible bubble because your your intuition, your ability to discern is going to help you to kind of pivot and weave, you know, um, pivot and, yeah, weave, I guess, like bob and weave, but pivot and weave and, and really sort of just stay your course, but sort of maneuver out of things that don't help you and really invest your energy in those that serve you and your higher, your higher purpose the most. Um, and to do so kind of more calmly. And when you can really learn that what you're sensing is truth, that what, even if it doesn't, again, seem to match, even if other people are challenging it and believe differently and are very intensive in their beliefs, that you don't have to fall victim to that. That doesn't have to sway you from that ability to attune to yourself to follow that, those nudges or those kind of pull aways and let that just sort of guide you. It's, you almost have to surrender. Um, you almost have, you're going to like laugh and scream sometimes like you're going to know you need to do something and it's going to just look batshit crazy. And you're, you know, the goal is that you still do it. <laughs> and it, like I said in previous episodes, it works out, but it's scary you know, because the brain will sometimes challenge you. It will really instill fear. You're, you're going to feel different. You're going to feel pushback from people. And that's fine. That's fine because your truth, it doesn't have to be their truth. Like you, what resonates for you isn't going to necessarily resonate for everyone else. And it doesn't have to. We don't have, we're not meant, it's not meant to. You have a specific role. You have a specific journey. You have a specific path. You have things that you came to do. So what's a match for you is not going to be a match for most people around you. Their journey is different. But there's this tendency that we think that has to be. And I encourage you, like, when people refer to authentic living, what it means to me is that they're using discernment. They are attuned to themselves and they are just doing what they feel compelled to do. They are fading and moving away from things that they don't feel is a match. And there isn't judgment attached to that. They don't judge. They're just like, yeah, it's not a match for me. That's cool for you if it is, you know. But there's there's no like that that has to divide us. It's just like that might resonate with you. It doesn't resonate with me because this is like my journey and that's your journey and our journey is not the same and that's cool. Like you can just hold the space for all of it to be valid, that it's not a competition. It's not, I'm right, you're wrong. It's we're both right, right? And we can see the same thing totally different, and we're both right. Um, and that's fine. Not everybody on the outside can hold that space, and that can be difficult to deal with sort of the pressure or the emotional stress of that. But I think as you really attune and listen to that and you see the positive results, you see how you feel, you feel like you're on your path, that stuff becomes less important to you because you become so attuned to you and to what makes you happy that those unhappy with your happiness seem 
less relevant. They kind of sort of fade back and, and you just strengthen in that. And that is going to serve you like nothing else. And that is a huge component of what I do when I work with intuitives is extraordinarily just try to anchor them in to their sense of self, to learn to use that, to break down the barriers around that. There's a lot of programming. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of head talk garbage that we have to learn to manage that disrupts it. But that it's not like you have to make that that energetic feedback happen. It's happening. It's the other things are noise and distorted and we get confused, if that makes sense. And once we can get rid of those barriers, the, the message is way more clear. It's always been there. It's just not muted or muddled over with other things. And so it's present and it will guide you in a way. It is you, your higher self guiding you. And that is the thing that is going to serve you the most, especially now. Um, you know, like I said, as things might just feel like it's crumbling around us, um, to sort of move forward and and to feel really anchored in that and really secure in that. And it takes practice. So start with smaller things, you know, learn to fade back from things that don't feel like a match for you. Learn to honor the fact that something isn't truth, doesn't seem truthful and that that is likely your truth and that that's all you need to know. You don't have to find evidence to support it. Just having that sense is enough um, that the brain is going to want the evidence, but that doesn't actually validate it. The, the, it's just inherently valid and start to use this as a guiding system and just watch, watch starts, what starts to happen. And, and I think that above all else will be your confirmation more than my crazy talk here. Anyway, um, so if you're looking to do this type of work, I encourage you to find someone to maybe assist. It could, you could do energy healing. You can find someone like myself who, you know, again, I'm a counselor, but I do like intuitive coaching um, to start to eliminate any batter, uh, barriers. You Obviously, just you listening to you on a daily basis is probably the best thing you can do. But if you're feeling stuck, Never hesitate to reach out to anyone, um, anyone again that you feel pulled to. If you are wanting to snoop me and look at my website and see what I'm all about, feel free to check it out. It's www.transcendwellnesscenter.com. There's some old videos on there, but I talk a lot about the work that I do. Um, you can get kind of a sense of me if you're just sort of curious. I'm out there. Um, I've been doing healing work for whew, two decades. Um, so... I have kind of a international practice, um, and you can contact me through the website if you're really interested. Um, my social media sites are connected to the website if you're curious and want to hook up that way. So wishing you the greatest of days, and we will connect soon. <music>